Matthew chapter 18, if you have your Bibles today, Matthew chapter 18, and I will begin with verse number 7, and I will read down through verse number 9, Matthew chapter 18, amen. I want to know what God's doing in these last days, amen. Was I supposed to dismiss a class this morning, youth or young adults, I'm not sure, this morning? which youth are being dismissed this morning. All right. Sounds good. Sorry, I didn't get the memo today. Amen. I want to know what God is doing in these last days. And I want to be plugged in and be part of what God is doing. I want to know what God is saying to the church today. I want to be tuned in to be able to hear the voice of God. You can't be tuned in to hear what God is doing if you're tuned in to the world. That's why it's so very important for us to pull away from the world and get tuned in to what the Lord is wanting to do. You're going to hear whatever you tune into. I don't know if I'm the only one, but when I get in a crowded room and there's a lot of noise and a lot of people talking, the only way that I can have a conversation is I have to zone in, I have to tune in. To the person I'm talking to, if, if, if I'm not real careful, all the peripheral noise will overtake me. And if I get distracted with somebody else's conversation back over here somewhere, and I start looking and listening and paying attention, I will lose track of the conversation that I'm supposed to be in. That's why that our season of prayer and fasting is so very important. Because we are tuning out the things of the world. And we are tuning in and focusing in on what God is wanting to say to the church in these last days. I want to be alone with God in a secret place. Hear His voice. Hear His voice. And know His will and know His way. Matthew chapter 18 and I'll begin with verse number 7. Thank you for being here this morning. Amen. God bless you. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to the man by whom the offense cometh. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands and two feet be cast into everlasting fire. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It's better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. Last week, we started a series, a January series of preaching, and last week I talked to you about controlling small things and the danger of small things in your life. Today, I, I want to talk to you about a subject that is very similar. We're in our restoration and recovery series, and in this second message this morning, I, I want to speak to you on the subject controlling or killing what controls you. Killing what controls you. The scariest truth is, is that most people believe they control things that actually are controlling them. But they are mistaken because they have become comfortable coexisting with things that are stronger than they are. And you cannot coexist with something that is stronger than you. It will control your life. By the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to preach what I felt the Lord lay on my heart some time ago. Killing what controls you. Lord, once again, we come to you. I need your spirit. I need your power. I need your anointing. I need your strength. 
both spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. I pray right now, Lord, for the unction of the Spirit to sweep over this house right now. I humbly stand before this congregation today to preach your word as you have laid it upon my heart, that I may speak it into the hearing of this congregation today, and that we may walk out of here changed and different. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Turn to two or three people next to you. Greet them and tell them, kill what controls you. Some of you just sat right down. You didn't say one word to anybody. Turn to two or three people around you and tell them, kill what controls you. Kill what controls you. Put your weapons away. How many in this room this morning have ever been in transition? Your life, you've been in transition. How many of you have been in transition? You know what transition is. Your, your job didn't work out, so you found yourself in transition. Transition is when you are between two assignments. You're over your past, but you've not yet reached your future. So you are in transition. Transition is the season between seasons. I, I don't know many people that are in transition willfully. Very few people go into transition because they just want to be in transition. Usually, something pushes us into a season of transition. Now, transition is a nice way of saying something went wrong and I'm not sure what to do, so I'm, I'm in transition until I can figure it all out. We all go through transitions. I, I'm going to try to help you this morning. We all go through transitions, but you have to be careful to not get stuck in your transition. You spend a little bit of time in transition, but... You ought to not get stuck in transition or transition itself will begin to control you. You can live your entire life telling people, I'm in transition. You, you have to keep moving during transition. Transition can work for your good, but it has to be a process that is working in your life. If not, you can easily, while you are in transition, you can get pulled back into your past. But if you keep moving through your transition, God already has a place planned for you. You just need to find it. Israel was in transition for 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, that's a long time to be wandering around in a wilderness when God had already spoken where they were supposed to go to. But until the heart of God's people got right, they wandered in transition until they finally entered into the promise of God. If, if you get too comfortable in your transition, you will get stuck in a bad pattern. I hope I help somebody today. You can get in a pattern of transition and get stuck in the pattern of transition. When this happens, God has to send turbulence into your life. To loose you from 
the pattern. He has to shake you loose from the pattern that you've got yourself in. I've lived long enough to know that people are always going to talk about you, stab you in the back, mistreat you, take advantage of you. We're wondering why things aren't happening the way we want them to, but it may be that God is trying to shake some things loose so he can get us uncomfortable where we are as we are. Maybe God is trying to move us out of our pattern of transition that's got us wandering in circles and move us into his will and the plan that he has laid out for our life. You mamas know what I'm talking about in here this morning. That's why God puts pain in your promise of birth. Because the pain causes you to push through to give birth to what has been planted in you. And if you're going to birth your promise, you're going to have to push through some pain. But your pain is an indicator that you're about to go through to something greater. You just got to push through this. Why don't you turn to that neighbor and tell him, just keep pushing through this. Because without pain, without hurt, without disappointment, you will never get to your assignment. That God has established for your future. David said in Psalm 119. It's good for me that I have been afflicted. How many people can say it's good for me to be afflicted? How many of you love affliction? You're praying for God to deliver you but it's working Things for your good. God is more concerned about saving you and his will being done than he is how you're feeling today. That pain may be working for your good. David said, it was good for me when I was afflicted. It didn't feel good, but it was working for my good. It didn't feel good, but it was good for me. Hebrews 12 13 says, no chastening at the present time seems to be joyous, but it is working for our good. The mess in your life may not be your destiny. It may not be God's plan for your future. It's just a test before you arrive at the, you arrive at the location that God has destined for you. David ended up in Ziklag because he was running from Saul. Now I want you to get this. I want you to get this message today. David ends up in Ziklag because he is running for his life because Saul had set out to kill him. Ziklag was David's place of transition. Everybody say transition. Ziklag was David's place of transition. Saul represented what God was. David represented what God is. Saul didn't hate David. He hated what God was doing Through David. I'm going to help you this morning if you'll stay with me for a few moments. I know you'd rather be running aisles and hanging from chandeliers. But I'm going to tell you some things in the scripture that's going to help you today. Saul didn't hate David. He hated what God was doing through David. Saul represented what God was. Saul bragged about what God had done. David is representing what God is about to do. That had a tendency to cause most of us to get jealous of the fact that most of our success is in the past and most of 
David's successes in the future. Saul used to call David to play his harp to get the devil off his back. He knew David was anointed. He knew David was gifted. He knew David was blessed. I don't believe Saul hated David. I believe that Saul became jealous of David. He knew David was anointed and obviously he became jealous. Now he is jealous of the favor that God has put in his life. So he decided to kill David in order to stop what God was doing through him. Can I stop for a moment and tell you that not everybody will rejoice with you when God is blessing your life. Your favor and your blessings will bring out your greatest haters. And some of them may try to kill you. I need to stay with my subject. Saul represented what God was. David represented what God is. Some of us need to stop hanging out With our past. Because if you aren't careful, your past will rise up and kill you. And if you spend too long running from your past, it will get you to a place of transition and trap you in a place you cannot get out of. If you don't control your past, Your past will control you. It'll just be a big cycle in your life. Just wandering around in circles. Don't be jealous of God's blessings in somebody else's life. When I see somebody blessed, God bless you some more. When I see somebody doing good, God bless you some more. Because jealousy will never get you anywhere but stuck. Maybe he used to do it in your life until you stepped out of the will of God. Now we want to hate on somebody else because they're in the will of God and God is blessing them. And we look and see where we used to be and where we are. It isn't because David had everything right. It's because David knew how to touch the heart of God with his worship. My worship transitions me into a new place in God. Everybody shout transition. My worship transitions me into a new place in God. Everybody needs to go through transition once in a while. My worship, your worship, our worship is our transition. Don't mess with worship. Worship gets me from where I was when I walked in to where God is wanting to take me to in the spirit before I walk out. Thank you for all three amens. I'll stay here for a few minutes. Worship will transition you from the load you were carrying when you walked in to that heavy burden being lifted before you walk out. Worship will transition you from the depression that you were under when you walked into the building. To the victory that God is wanting to take you to before you walk out. Worship is working for your good. Worship can be your transition that is going to bring you through from where you were to where you were going to. It will take you from where God was to where God is trying to take you to. Let me stay with my subject. Ziklag was David's transition. Next week in this recovery series, I'm going to be talking about more about the recovery. But Ziklag was David's transition. God knew without Ziklag 
that David would perhaps lose his worship because all of his focus is on who's trying to kill him and how bad it is and what he's going through. It was that Ziklag was never where David wanted to be. David got pushed into Ziklag. He got pushed into transition. David's past chased him into Ziklag. Everybody say transition. What David had faced and dealt with and been through pushed him into Ziklag. And Ziklag became the place of David's transition. Do you know how David ended up in Ziklag? David ended up in Ziklag because he went back. Pay attention here now. David went back to the Philistine king looking for a place to belong. Because after David had won a successful battle on a hillside with a giant called Goliath, And he had some success and Saul now wants to kill David. David felt like he didn't belong anywhere. David goes back to the Philistine king looking for a place to belong. But David had a reputation among the Philistines. And they didn't want anything to do with David or his men. But the Philistine king by the name of Achish. Achish was a wise and smart man. So he embraced David. And he said, of course David will accept you in. Because he didn't want to fight with David. David had already proven himself on a battlefield. He didn't want nothing to do with David, nor David's God. He didn't want anything to do with David nor David's men because he knew that God would fight for them. But David foolishly goes back to Achish and asks Achish to embrace him because he is looking for a place to dwell. And Achish accepted David. But can I tell you just because David was accepted did not mean that David was in the will of God. And it didn't mean that his acceptance was a blessed place. But God often uses the bad decisions we make to work something good in our lives. So Achish accepted David. And he gave David and David's men Ziklag as a place to dwell. How about that? You go back to the king and to the people that you've already conquered and overcome. And you're looking for a place to belong. And they give you a city to live in. Sounds good on the surface, doesn't it? Can I tell somebody that everything that glitters isn't gold? And everything that looks good on the surface may not be good for you? And everything that looks like a blessing may not be a blessing? Because when you start making deals with an enemy that God has already given you the victory over, all you've done is made a big circle and your transition has taken you back to the point of beginning. And God said, if you didn't win, if you didn't learn the battle when I won it for you and you want to get yourself back in the same mess again, I'll let you go back through it all over again. I'll make it even look like a blessing. Sure, you're welcome. I will give you Ziklag. What a gift. Ziklag was known as a place of great distress and loss. I welcome you, my dear friend. I give you distress and loss. But it looked like a blessing. It looked like a wonderful place. It looked like a gift. 
They thought they had no other options. That's what your friends who are trying to control you will do. They will accept you. And they will give you ziklag. Be careful, it may be a setup. Your friends maybe have set you up to lose everything that you have gained since you went to war against the giant. And you thought you were victorious because you conquered the giant, but there was another giant ahead of you. And you, that giant of fear that you were coming up against now, because Saul is chasing you, you run back to, the, to a king that you've already conquered and said, now I need you to embrace me. And they were embraced, but they're given ziklag to live in because nobody else wanted to live there. You left the fight victoriously. But your adversary hasn't forgotten what he lost on the battlefield. Some of you, can I preach for a minute? Some of us have conquered some big battles in our life. We have overcome some giants in our life. There's some in this building this morning that's overcome the battle of fear. You've overcome the battle of depression. You've overcome your family. You've overcome your past. You've overcome your history. You've overcome some great battles in your life. You have, you have, God has helped you to overcome some great things. Be careful to not end back right where you started and have to fight the battle all over again. If they can get you, if they can pose as your friend long enough to get you to settle in ziklag, you'll lose everything you ever won. Because for some, ziklag seems to be your future. But ziklag was never meant to destroy you. It was only meant as a place of transition. Ziklag was David's place of transition. David had been winning battles to the north, but he returns to find Ziklag burned and everything that belonged to David and his men had been killed or taken by the Amalekites. He comes back from winning the battles Winning the war, he and his men come back to Ziklag. And when they get there, it was nothing but smoldering embers of yesterday's blessings. And everybody and everything had been taken or killed. And all that is left was nothing but smoke. The people were crying. David is crying. Nobody acts Positive in a moment of pain. Pain often comes with tears. However, some of the men were moved with anger against David. And the Bible said they began to pick up stones and began to talk about stoning David. They had intentions to kill him. A lot of people, many people, get angry when they lose. And they will blame even people who help them get to where they are. And people who led them to where they are. And claim their loss is somebody else's fault. They blame God. They blame leadership. Even their friends. For what has been lost or stolen from them. Be careful about getting bitter when you lose. But it may be God trying to move you out of transition. But in this moment, the men pick up stones and begin to talk of killing David. And the Bible said that David encouraged Himself in the Lord. And he asked of the Lord 
what he was supposed to do. And the Lord gave him assurance that if he pursued after the Amalekites, that he would recover everything that had been taken from him. I have a word for somebody today. And this is more than just a little cliche in a recovery series. But I feel like that I heard from the Lord and this message was more than just a few words that, I get, that I'm getting up to speak this morning. But somebody needs to go after what has been taken from you. Somebody in this room today needs to receive the word from the Lord and declare, I will not take this sitting down. I may, I may walk in from winning battles to look out at smoldering embers of yesterday's blessings, but I declare I will not sit down and suck my thumb while everybody else is throwing accusations and picking up stones. You may kill me, but if you kill me, you're going to kill me when I'm running, not from you, but running after what has been taken away from me. I don't want to get too far ahead in this series, but many of us spend our days, our months, and even our years questioning God. Why am I in the mess that I'm in? Because we're blinded by our own bad decisions. Many question why God didn't protect us since we know that he could. Some even become bitter at God. And at people around them who they feel could help them and keep them from their mess. But there's some lessons you just got to learn on your own. I don't know why he didn't protect us. But I do know this. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, For we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. I don't explain it all. Can't understand it all. But I know that something good's going to come out of this. Look at your neighbor and tell him something good can come out of this. Even if the devil has wounded you in the process. Somebody said it wasn't the devil, it was somebody. No, it was the devil working through somebody. It's the devil. Your adversary is the devil. It's not your neighbor. It's not your mother-in-law. It's not your spouse. Your adversary is the devil. And he's the one that's coming after you. He's the one that's trying to inflict punishment upon you. It's the devil that's fighting against you. Get your eyes off of people. And get your eyes on the Lord. And let him fight the battle for you. Come on, get up, get up, get up from where you are. Encourage yourself in the Lord. And go after who has really been fighting against you. I wish everybody was here this morning because I got some more word for you today. But some of you need to quit fighting. Oh, everybody that is around you and everybody that's trying to help you fighting the church, fighting leadership, fighting your parents, fighting your spouse, fighting, 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 fighting. It is the devil you need to be fighting. You need to stop fighting people that's trying to help you out of your mess and start fighting the good fight of faith. Woo! The question is not in what you lost. Everything's smoldering. Everything's gone. Everybody's dead or in captivity. The question is not in what you lost. The critical question is, will you stand up and encourage yourself? You know what I think the biggest problem of today is that we have stopped encouraging ourselves in the Lord. And we're relying on something or somebody else to do all the encouraging. I'll show up to church and see if the song will encourage me. I'll show up to church and see if the preacher can encourage me. 
I'll see the psychologist and see if they can encourage me. I'll go to my friends and see if they can encourage me. There are some things that happen in your life that nobody and nothing can encourage you. You're going to have to make up your mind to encourage yourself in the Lord. And can I tell you something? Can I speak to just a handful of you this morning? The higher you go in God, the more you're going to have to encourage yourself. Because they're not going to, under, I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost right now. They're not going to understand where you are because they've never been there. But the higher you go in God, the more you're going to have to encourage yourself. Because they're not going to encourage you. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you're losing your mind. Or they're going to think you're on an ego trip when it's just God promoting you. Because you decided to take a journey of prayer and a journey of faith and a journey of preparation. And God elevating you and taking you somewhere he is promoting you and you gotta get up and encourage yourself in Ziklag David encouraged himself in the Lord David didn't recover all because of a fight His recovery happened because he encouraged himself. Ooh, that may be a word for somebody today. He encouraged himself. That's why he got it all back. Ty Trebet wrote a great song, I want it all back. I do too. But I'm not going to get it all back because somebody's cheerleading me and telling me, come on boy, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. David asked the Lord if he could do it and the Lord said, you can do it. Encourage yourself and get up and go do it. Because if God be for me. If God is for us, it doesn't matter who's against us. If God's on my side, it doesn't matter. If 10,000 armies rise up against me, if God is on my side, if God says I can do it, I can do it. If God said I should do it, I will do it. If God said it. I got to stay with my notes. Before Ziklag, David is running from Saul. But after Ziklag, David is running to get his stuff back. <laughs> I'm trying not to get ahead to next week's message. Before Ziklag, David is living life in the defense. But after a season of transition, David said... I'm not going to just stand idly by and just deflect everybody that's talking against me and coming against me and picking up stones against me. After David, after David had been through transition, David got up and said, I'm going to go on the offensive. I lost some stuff. I'm going to get it. I've been through some, some things, but I'm going to conquer everything that belongs to me. I'm going to go get all of my stuff back. I'm going to go get everything that belongs to me back. I've been through a season. I've been through some things. But I came today to remind the devil and remind the church that I'm not dead yet. And as long as the Lord gives me breath, I'm going to stand up and fight. I'm going to fight and I'm going to conquer. Because the Lord said, the Lord said I can. The Lord said I can. The devil can lie at me all he wants. But the Lord said I'll have my ministry. The Lord said I'll have my children saved. The Lord said my finances will be blessed. The Lord said I'll go after it and I'll conquer it. The Lord said I'll have my health back. The Lord said I can have my marriage. The Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. Hallelujah. Ziklag was burned with fire and everything that belonged to them were killed or taken captive. But David finds a way to encourage himself. He refused to allow what happened to him to control him. Mm. 
He killed what was controlling. I know what's happened to me, but I'm going to let that lay right there. I know what I've been through, but I'm going to leave that right there. I know I've been hurt. I know I've been offended. I know people have talked about me. I know people have rose up against me. I know people have taken shots at me. But I choose to leave that where it's at. Because as long as I keep focusing on what I've been through and where I've been and who's against me, it doesn't matter. Keep picking up stones. God, I have a question. Can I go get my stuff back? Sure you can, David. Then that's all I'm worried about. If they hit me with the stones, they're going to hit me in the back because I'm running not from them, but I'm running to what I am going to conquer. I'm going to my recovery. I am going to my restoration. I'm going to get my things back. I got I to gotta stay with my message and wrap this up. David had to learn to worship in Ziklag until Saul died. David was stuck in transition until Saul died. There are some things in your life that you have loved, but you have to let it go because it is controlling you. Hello, Saul. It's controlling you. And you don't want to let it go because there was a season that you, were, you had a good relationship with it. But now it's not so good. You've got to let it go because it is controlling your future. David couldn't leave Ziklag until Saul died. Saul controlled David for about 30 years. And David ends up in Ziklag and couldn't leave Ziklag until Saul died. Then David moved out of transition. I feel like that there are some strongholds in some of your lives that need to die. I felt so strongly in my preparation for this message that there were going to be one or two people in this room that I was going to speak directly to for the next couple of minutes. But some of you have allowed some strongholds to rise up in your life and you think life is going to be better, but life is going to destroy you. Because you are connected to something that God had, al had already elevated you over it. He had already spoke elevation in your life. But you got yourself in the mess because you wanted to be accepted. And you got yourself in the mess of trying to be accepted that has pushed you into transition. And now you're at a point that if you don't make the right decision... God help me right now. If you don't make the right decision, you could end up in worse shape than you ever dreamed that you were going to be in. There are some strongholds in this room this morning that is in some lives of some of the people that are under the sound of my voice that need to be broken. There are some things in your life that need to die today. You need to kill some strongholds today.
You need to let some things go today. You need to kill it. You won't ever get restoration. Oh, I think I'll, you will never get restoration until you kill the stronghold in your life. You will never get restoration until the stronghold dies. You will never get out of your mess until you break the stronghold. You got to break the back of it. You got to let it go in your life. You will never recover your stuff. You will never get your joy back. You will never get your life back. You will never get your freedom back until you kill that thing that is controlling you. Lift up your hands right now all over this building and cry out to the Lord with a loud voice. Come on, lift up your voice today. Lift up your voice today. Could it have been that David, give me just a couple more minutes. Could it have been that David had been in transition so long that he was stuck and God had to allow it to be burned out of his life? Now Ziklag is burned. When God removes something out of your life, he is only doing it to protect your future. You can still run back to it, but there ain't nothing there. You can still go back to it, but it's going to end you up nothing but smutty and sooty. God will protect what he invests in. You can rest assured. The issue is, is you need to let it go. You can't go back to what God had already burned up. You have to kill everything that is controlling you. I'm closing. Stand with me. I fear this morning that almost has controlled way too many. Almost needs to die. You go to school, but you don't graduate. You almost did. You get the interview, but you don't get called back because you're living in almost. You get the blessing, but you don't get the breakthrough. You almost did. You've hit a wall. It seems like it's the same wall that you just hit time and time again. And when you come to think of it, it was the same wall that mama hit and grandma hit. It's the same wall that dad hit and grandpa hit. And for years that same thing has been haunting your family, been haunting you over and over again. And I'm now living in the same pattern and repeating the same pattern over and over again. It's the same pattern. It's the same thing. I'm wandering in the wilderness. I'm stuck in transition. It's the same wall I keep hitting over and over again. If somebody in this room will kill that thing that's been controlling you for years, it will change your future. Put your hands in the air right now. God is wanting to do a divine work in this house. If you'll engage in what God is wanting to do, there will be a demonstration of the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. I feel a powerful, powerful presence of the Lord in this room. I want to give you a, a word of comfort because I was praying in my bedroom last night and I heard the voice of the Lord speak into my spirit. And God said everything, said tell them everything that they kill will become my enemy. No, you didn't get that. God said everything that you kill will become an enemy of the Lord. And he said it. It'll try to rise up, but they don't have to worry about fighting it. If they'll kill it, it's only one time they have to kill it. From there forward, I got it. From there forward, I'll fight the battle for them. If they'll lay it down at the altar this morning and break it and kill it, I will then fight the battle for them. If you'll put it on the altar this morning, God will fight the battle from here. Come on, there's some things that you need to kill in your life. There's some things you need to destroy in your life this morning. God is wanting to fight for you. He's willing, he's willing, he's willing.
Come on, somebody needs to be seeking the Lord today. Somebody needs to be seeking the Lord today. Come on, there's some things we need to kill in our life. There's some spirits we need to kill out of our life. There's some attitudes that need to die this morning. There's some things that need to die. There's some things that need to die. God bless you if you need to go this morning. But there's a few folks here today that want to seek the Lord. There's a few folks here today that want to recover some things. And the next 30 days are going to mean more than just a ritual that we're going through. But we're going to get some things back that we've lost. We're going to recover some things. There's going to be some restoration of joy. There's going to be some restoration of hope. There's going to be some restoration that's going to happen in the house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's go after it. 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 I refuse to be controlled any longer. I won't let my accusers control me. I won't let those bringing accusation control me. I won't let my haters control me. I won't let my enemy control me. I won't let bitterness destroy my future. It's going to die. I won't let the pain and the hurt destroy my future. It's going to die. I got to recover it all. I got to recover it all. I got to recover it all. Why don't you just worship the Lord with all of your heart, mind, and strength right now? Come on, I want it all back. I want to get back to that place of worship. I want to get back to that place of prayer. I want to get back to that place of commitment. God will do it for you today. God will do it for you today. He will do it for you today. Yes. 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 Power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. There is power, power, power. 